What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Ice the Kicker. The longest week in the history of the NFL regular <laughs> season is over. It started uh, six days ago, seven days ago on Thanksgiving, and it ended this afternoon when the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens finally, finally, finally finished it. Um, waiting all day for Wednesday afternoon was this week's slogan for NBC. But, you know, thank God that's finally. It was a weird vibe. I don't know how much of the game you saw. Uh, yeah, but it was like weird on a weekday afternoon mm-hmm. to just turn on a football game. It felt yeah, like it normally strange. when this happens, it's one of those like lower level college games that you really don't care about. But mm-hmm. we got some real NFL football on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, you got potentially best team in the NFL record wise, at least football playing. It was just like Wednesday, like, 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 yeah, it's just it's such a like, such a weird. It's so yeah, such a, a weird thing. And, and like when people talk about, like, oh, I wish I had football all the time. It's like. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we could leave Wednesdays out of it. Even Tuesdays too. You're like, it just, it just doesn't feel right. I can barely do Mondays and Thursdays. Like when the Giants are on Mondays <laughs> and Thursdays, like it throws me off. Like I'm miserable on Sunday because I don't have anything to watch or that mm-hmm. that I truly care about. But yeah, yeah. this is definitely something different. And obviously and the, because the, the time too. Yeah. Yeah. And the time three o'clock, the reason that it's three o'clock Oh, right now, right <laughs> now, the Christmas tree lighting is on. That you know, that obviously goes comes first. Um, I, don't know. Classic. I was watching a little bit of it. They had like Kelly Clarkson and Gwen Stefani. As long as they got it, the NFL, yeah. Let's as long exactly. as they got it, uh, it's weird. The tree looks fine. Remember, there was like a picture yeah. viral on Twitter where the tree looks like it was, it was like destroyed. in shambles. Yeah, like it went through a tunnel, just hit the side of the tunnel, and everything <laughs> went away. Like it looks fine. Yeah, I think yeah. that. It was either doctored up, doctored up, or it was a bad angle. I don't know. They, when you they, take they, pictures, they, it's all about it's all about the angle. So we know obviously that, that one 100%. picture. Obviously, that one picture was not the Christmas tree's best angle. But Touché. you know, we digress and we talk yes. about. I guess we'll just talk about the game just quickly that yeah. uh, happened today because you know why not? It is the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers. They are undefeated, so they deserve our attention on the show. Mm-hmm. Um. They handle a banged up and I guess sick is the right word to use. Touche, yeah. Um, Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, RG3 got the start. Sometimes I forget RG3's in the league. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a sloppy game. There were some turnovers on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore actually had a chance because uh, McSwirly, whatever his, mm-hmm. whatever his face was, threw a touchdown yeah. pass towards the end, but Pittsburgh ended up squeaking it out. Um, not much to say on the Steelers. They grind it out. They're not the prettiest 11 and 0 team in NFL history. Um, on Twitter, it was trending worst 11 and 0. That was like the term that was trending. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're insinuating that's the worst 11 and 0 team of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that's not a fair thing to say because if you're an 11 0 team. You're a good. Yeah. I think that's yeah. stupid, but that's tough. I don't, Ravens fall to six and five. You know, last year they were the one seed in the AFC, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were. Uh, K- Casey was the two seed. And then they lost in the divisional round. And for whatever reason, I know Lamar didn't play today because he was, you know, hibernating. He was a uh, protocol out of there because of the COVID. But, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, this has been a very disappointing season or turning into a very disappointing season for a team that we expected to dominate the AFC coming in. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it that the Browns have two more wins than the Ravens right now. Mm-hmm. And it just you you saw just that team and 
again, defensively, yeah, they, they, they handled handled their own a little bit. I mean, offensively, Pittsburgh looked pretty limited with whether it be their scheme. I know they do a lot of, like, quick kind of short passes, but Ravens defense kind of handled that uh, pretty nicely. And obviously for Pittsburgh, too, they had about, like, 15 drop balls. It, it was it was weird. To, I've never seen so many drop balls in the game. But, like, I, I obviously thought about, all right, if, if Lamar Jackson was in this game, how would it have kind of panned out? I still don't think I would have given the Ravens a win. I think that Steelers defense is absolutely top-notch. I think it's definitely uh, best in the league right now. However, when you compare them, obviously, against the Chiefs, which obviously everybody is, you kind of raise you raise some concerns there if they're going to be able to keep up offensively. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the Steelers, I'm going to bring up their schedule right now to see who they've who they've played. And I guess they're getting this kind of disrespect in a way because they might have not imagine, had the imagine that 11, 11 and 0 disrespected. It it happens. I mean, yeah, of course. We're at the top of the food chain. Let's see. I can't find them. There they are. Let's see who they've played, and let's see if any of these wins are any impressive. Giants week one, um, they won, obviously. They won all these games, obviously. So they won Giants, Broncos, Texans. All of them are under 500. Eagles under 500. They got that win against the Browns. Handed. I I feel like the Browns are disrespected, too. They're 8-3, and and people aren't really giving them that much of a shot in the AFC. Then you got the Titans, who are a playoff team, the Ravens, who massively disappointed. And then you got Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars, Ravens again. And then they have mm-hmm. Washington, Buffalo. Like, the, it's not a very competitive schedule in terms of their other team's winning percentage. But mm-hmm. that's not Pittsburgh's problem. You play yeah. the games that you're scheduled to play. It's not their fault mm-hmm. they're not playing Kansas City in the regular season. It's not their fault they're not playing Seattle or Green Bay in the regular season. So they're doing what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're 11 and 0 and they're getting disrespected. But if they were, you know, seven and four, then we'd be like, what's wrong with them? So it's like a can't yeah. win situation. And yeah. I remember um, very, a less of a scale of this, but this is just what comes to mind. The Giants last time they made the playoffs, they had a very easy schedule. The last time mm-hmm. Eli made the playoffs and then they got they lost to Green Bay in, in the um, wild card game. And through that entire regular season, it was like, well, the Giants are good, but they haven't played anyone. Played easy. Yeah, but that's. I don't know. That's not fair on Pittsburgh. I mean, that's not like yeah. Pittsburgh is a team that is just becoming good for the first time, and we need to find a reason why this team mm-hmm. has been good for the last 15 years, ever since Big Ben has been there, and ever since yeah. you know it was Bill Cowher, now it's Mike Tomlin. They've just been a yeah. consistently good organization forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's interesting to me why they're not getting the respect that I guess they deserve from NFL fans and I guess the media. Yeah, I mean, you look at just even just looking at their next opponent, which is Washington, who uh, it was Tariko and Collinsworth were doing the the broadcast, and I think it was Collinsworth was saying, "Oh, I think Washington might be able to upset them a little bit." You got Pittsburgh right now at a nine and a half favorite. Like, there's 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 no way. Why would he that say Washington? That? <laughs> uh, there's there's no way Washington is going in there and outscoring uh, Pittsburgh again. That that defense is is is, is too good. The biggest matchup I see for them for Pittsburgh is uh, on December 13th, 13th. It's an 820 game. So I wonder if that's either a Sunday night or could be maybe a Thursday. But what's the Pittsburgh, date say? 12 13. 13. That is a Sunday night. So Sunday night game against Buffalo. That's going to be huge. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be, the, I mean, again, not to say the Ravens weren't a test, but obviously the Ravens without Lamar isn't as much. But 
that Buffalo Steelers game is definitely has playoff implications. It definitely could be a game we see rematched in the playoffs as well. And I think, I still think that Steelers are going to come out on top, but it is going to be interesting to see how they, uh, how they show up against uh, Buffalo. And that's a, that's going to be, well, we have a couple of weeks until we get to this point, but that's a big game for Buffalo too, because huge, you know, their schedule, they haven't beaten anybody that's, you know, overwhelmingly competitive mm-hmm. in terms of who they might see in January. So that might be a nice litmus test for them as well. And, you know, the AFC East also keeps getting more and more interesting because, you know, the Dolphins got 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 what they needed to do in MetLife. They beat the Jets. Yeah. Wasn't the prettiest game in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Buffalo as well. They just keep winning. And yeah. that loss, I guess, to the Bengals or I'm sorry, the Broncos still kind of stings if you're a Dolphin fan because, mm-hmm. you know, we're running out of weeks now in the regular season. Yeah, it, it's it, it's going to at least for for the Dolphins and even the Patriots are, are slowly creeping up. Obviously, I don't yeah. think they're going to they're going to have enough games to, to creep up, but they're they're not kind of the the shoe the or the throwaway team that you kind of said a few weeks ago. So the AFC East is getting competitive, obviously, outside of the Jets. But, yeah, like you said, with the Dolphins and the Broncos, yes, that was kind of shitty for them to lose. That was a game I honestly still think they, they should have won. But then you kind of go back to the Bills losing to the Cardinals with that insane play by Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. So I guess we can call it even. We, we got a little yeah. lucky there. But the way we're kind of looking at it right now, and this is just about every division, is that you really start counting down how many games you got left how many divisional games you got. Maybe you're playing a team that you need to be ahead of to make the, the playoffs. So everything right now is, is magnified times 100 right now. And this is where it gets interesting. And this is what we talked about prior uh, to even starting this podcast was, are we going to see our favorite teams, the Dolphins and the Giants, play meaningful games in December? And I thank God we are entering a world in yeah. a year where this is actually happening. It's crazy. I don't think either of us expected our teams to make it interesting this far into the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dolphins next week have the Bengals. I saw the Bengals firsthand on Sunday. Um, It's they're they struggle offensively. They really can't get Mm -hmm. anything done without Joe Burrow. Um, It took, you know, a couple of bad breaks by the Giants defense kind of letting up when they thought the game was over to let Cincinnati come back in. And obviously the injury to Daniel Jones didn't help in terms mm-hmm. of the Giants separating themselves. But, you know, hopefully Tua's back and mm-hmm. they're home against Cincinnati. So you'd hope yeah. that that would be a win. But again, we thought that the Denver game would be an automatic win and it wasn't. So nothing's really guaranteed yeah. on any given Sunday. You never know. And then it's tough because that 12-13, December 13th, when Buffalo's going to play Pittsburgh, you're going to play <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> so it's like you don't get that, oh, they're going to lose that week. So... We yeah, can, we're gonna catch we up. We can tie yeah. them there because you, mm-hmm. it's mo- very likely that you won't. Yeah, so, it, and then you got it, Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. And I'm glad you brought up the Patriots Cardinals game because you know the Cardinals really didn't look good at all against. Oh no, yeah, I, I I don't know. Again, I don't know what what kind of happened, but you just see a very defeated Kyler Murray just on the sidelines, and you're seeing Belichick kind of use his system. Where, hey, we're just gonna run. Kind of, we're going to run teams into the ground and say, hey, you're going to have to stop us. Obviously, did you see that late hit on Isaiah Simmons? I didn't really think that was a penalty, but obviously the NFL nowadays, you hit the quarterback, doesn't matter if they're in their pocket, out of the pocket, doesn't matter. You're probably going to get flagged. Hit him hard, gets flagged. There's an extra 15 yards for Nick Folk to kick the game-winning field goal. And as a veteran, 
you had an idea, you had a, a strong idea that this was going right down the upright. So mm. it was kind of tip of the cap to the Patriots. But yeah, the Cardinals, especially in that NFC West, they got to be like, shit, like that was a game we should have won. And one play basically changed the whole uh, outcome of the game. Yeah, the NFC West, everyone's still basically alive for it because, you know, the Seahawks mm-hmm. beat the Eagles on Monday night. And I'm sure we're going to get into more Eagles talk later. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams are in, in it because they uh, they beat the 49ers. And then the 49ers the, beat the Rams. Oh, the okay, I'm sorry. You're right. The 49ers beat the Rams. I'm not reading this correctly. So they stay alive. So Seattle's at eight and three. Los Angeles at seven and four. Arizona six and five. San Francisco five and six. So all of them are alive, um, technically for the division. Although San Francisco has to really catch up, and Seattle would have to lose a lot. But yeah. at least that wild card, all four NFC West teams are in it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It's again, it's just look. It, it's and even San Fran. It's like you take away their injuries, they're not a, a five and six team. They're at least above five hundred. Yeah. And like you said. Seattle would have to lose kind of a lot of games to, to catch up. But if if that happened, would you be surprised? Honestly, not really. Just that Seattle is a very hot and cold team and their defense, you know, they, they, they did well against the Eagles. But that doesn't say too much when you're when you're going against Carson Wentz and that Eagles offense who have done just about nothing this whole entire year. And we'll get into that a little bit later with the NFC East. But again, the, the division is still alive. And I think even for the Niners, they got to have hope and they got uh, Richard Sherman back. They had a couple other guys back too. So it, they're definitely kind of getting guys back in a position where they can make a playoff push. And it, it's got to be exciting for them to say, Hey, even though we're three games out uh, of first, you still got a lot, a lot of games left basically to kind of catch up because Seattle doesn't look too good right now. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. And as we keep flying around the league, I guess, because there's just mm-hmm. a lot, a lot really happened. A lot happened this week yeah. that you know determines what happens in the playoffs. Um, the four o'clock game on CBS, the Chiefs great uh Buccaneers game. Oh, Buccaneers, yeah. That you know, the Chiefs come out flying, 17-0 lead. The Buccaneers chip away and come back, but come back and they, their comeback falls short. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk all we want about how great Kansas City is, but I think the big story out of that game is that, you know, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team has a lot of flaws, especially offensively, getting us just it, taking them forever to get it going. And then by the time they do, it's too late because there's not a lot of time left to come back, especially like a team like Kansas City. And, mm-hmm. you know, that defense struggled too, especially with Tyreek Hill running up and down the field like he was uh, a gazelle. It was insane. Yeah. It was something we never really saw before had like mm-hmm. over 150 yards in like the first 20 minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, Tampa Bay defense uh, first, you let up 543 yards. I don't get 27 points to only let up with that amount of yards is honestly a gift to them. And you saw that Kansas city, they could score at will. Like they, they they're just, they're playing a different game when they're out there on offense. So I heard someone talk about it and it was just basically saying like, if you have to stop this team, with anywhere from 30 seconds or more left and, and, and you're have a lead, it's not safe. It's absolutely not safe. You have to do whatever you can to make sure you're the, you're the team who has the ball last. So strategically, I think that poses a threat to a lot of teams and coaches and then just kind of figuring out what you want to do because you cannot give this team the ball back with any amount of time. You absolutely just cannot. And Andrew Reid talked about it and was saying how, oh, yeah, like I had a minute 30 left with uh, – with Patrick Mahomes, I was going to get it done. And obviously they did. And it was good that you referenced how Tampa Bay, they just, they get going so late. 
And it, even though the final score was 27-24, it didn't feel like that game. I was mm-hmm. wondering – it didn't feel like that score. I was wondering if you thought the same. Yeah, absolutely. I this, Once it was 17 nothing, I was like, this is going to be a complete blowout. Mm-hmm. And even though um, Tampa Bay made, some com- made a comeback and looked like they were going to make things interesting, it never really felt like it was a legit comeback. Mm-hmm. You know? There's some, sometimes when you're watching a game and a team's coming back and the momentum's on their side as well, as well as the points, the point spread uh, dwindling down, it just felt even though Tampa Bay started scoring that Kansas City ever lost momentum. I think that was the big difference. You always just felt like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because Kansas City's mm-hmm. just ballooned up a such a lead in the beginning that it's insurmountable based on you know the time that's left and the lead that you have to make up. So I never felt like the game was ever in jeopardy for Kansas City. Also, any game that Kansas City plays, we, t- we say it time and time and time again on the show, you just believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the game. Mm-hmm. So until he doesn't, then I'm just going to assume that Kansas City is going to win. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I wanted to ask you too a little bit because we've seen, obviously – the Brady-Belichick relationship, and now we're seeing a little bit of the Brady-Arians relationship. I was curious your, your point of view on kind of where that stands because I feel like we're seeing a lot more drama kind of unfold with one year of that relationship than all the years combined with Brady and Belichick. I was curious your kind of thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Brady and Belichick is there was never really that much drama, I guess, except for like media-generated drama. If you mm-hmm. remember the Garoppolo drama when he was there. And yeah. stuff like that. That was more of a media thing. The Deflategate. That was more th- things that were off the field than on the field. Like mm-hmm. we never worried about, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick not, you know, agreeing on a play call or on scheme, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But this seems to be completely different because it seems like Arians and Brady have the, some sort of disconnect on, you know, how the offense should be run, and it's shouldn't be surprising because this is a quarterback on a new team. Mm-hmm. season where there was no training camp and you didn't get you know OTAs and you you there's not a lot that all these meetings are via zoom and you're never really in the building with everybody so I think that if we expected just because he's Tom Brady and he's the best quarterback of all time just to have this seamless transition this year to the Buccaneers with all these restrictions and all these things stacked against him I think mm-hmm. that's a little I think that was a little unfair of us to do, but we just assumed it because it's Tom Brady. But there are definitely differences between the Arians offense and what he did in New England for 20 years. And Mm -hmm. I think that it was kind of naive of us to assume that it would be perfect because when is it ever, right? Mm -hmm. Fred Favre left the Packers for a million years, went to the Jets they didn't make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only the time Vikings. it was seamless was seemingly with Peyton. Like when Peyton yeah. went from the Colts to the Broncos, I don't really remember that much of a issue. Yeah. In fact, no, I, I think mean, he had one of the best seasons of his whole career, his first year in Denver. Yeah, that, that was like, yeah, like that, that yeah, 50, 50 touchdown, touchdown year. Passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we were expecting that. But Well, I, I think for, it just seems that, and it's funny, one thing you said how, we expected it to, to be seamless because he's Tom Brady and it's clearly taking him some time. And then obviously that makes you think about other quarterbacks in the league, specifically rookie quarterbacks, how fan bases and teams 
they're not even willing to give their own quarterback or new young quarterback five games, yeah. let alone. And, and Tom Brady were saying the same thing. Hey, it's going to take some time. Like there's a human aspect of it. Hey, there's a brand new system. You're, you're with new guys, there's chemistry issues, stuff like that. So I definitely think that you're seeing, and it, what sucks for Brady, not, I mean, obviously not much sucks in Tom Brady's world, nope. but what sucks I for him places with him. Yeah. Is I think some of the scrutiny he gets, people are trying to kind of bash his legacy and who he used to be by, by what he's doing now. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. Brady, like Brady, Belichick's more valuable than Brady, blah, blah, blah. Like we're comparing Brady now at 43 years old in year what like 20 of his career mm-hmm. to what him and he did with the Patriots and Belichick and Josh Daniels, uh, McDaniels 10 years ago, five years ago. Like it, it, that to me doesn't make any sense how we can look at him and say, Oh, like now he's not the goat because he can't play like he used to at 43 years old. Yeah. Please find me a quarterback. Even Patrick Mahomes. Is he going to be doing this at 43? I, I don't think so. Has anyone done it at 43? No, there's, there's just, there's no way, no way that anyone can, I honestly think can do what he's doing. It is very Tiger Woods-esque that he's an older, older guy Mm -hmm. in a physical sport that is still keeping up with the young bucks. And and honestly, you you have to just marvel at the fact that he's still a starting caliber quarterback. You really do, because he is still in that top 20, at least quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's at the age of 43. And that says something. Yeah, I mean, if you look in terms of football, he was old eight years ago. Mm-hmm. He's been old for a long time now. And then you take him out of where he's used to in New England, and you have to learn all these new things. Um, I think we just saw the weapons that he was about to get in Tampa and mm-hmm. compare it to the weapons that he didn't have his last few years in New England and just assumed he'd get better. But it doesn't yeah. necessarily work like that because you got to learn the playbook and you got to mm-hmm. learn – you know, what the receivers do and how they run their routes and, you know, how Arians likes the offense to be run, you know, two minute mm-hmm. drills, four minute offense, that kind of stuff, options with the running back, um, uh, the chemistry with your center, right? All these things yeah, are up against uh, yeah. you. And, you know, it's been rough for and, Brady and they're still and, a playoff team right now. So I think that's good. I think Brady should get credit for that. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, he's got so far so he's got thirty three hundred yards, which is second right now, and I'm pretty sure that's either in the NFL or even in in the uh, NFC. And he has got uh, twenty eight touchdowns, which is tied for fourth. So, how many picks does he have? He's got eleven picks, so he's twenty eight and eleven, so he's tied for twenty nine. That's very, in, that's, in, high, in, that's high for him, but I that... will. Yeah, but like, are you, is someone going to look at that and say, I don't want 28 and 11? I mean, I think Eli had like 35 one year. <laughs> that's what I mean. So it's like people are really bashing on Tom Brady, but like, obviously, he's struggling a little bit with his deep balls right now. But like, to me, if I'm the coach, let's figure something out because you still have Tom Brady, one of yeah. the best players to ever play the game, if not the best quarterback to ever play the game. So let's figure something out. And I, I, the problem I see with Tampa is there doesn't seem to be a willingness between the two to find a common ground. Agreed. Like I feel yeah. like, I feel like mm-hmm. Arians for whatever reason is a hothead Rose Brady under the bus. I don't know why. I don't know who would think that throwing Tom Brady under the bus is a smart idea. Yeah, no, I, I that's what I was getting kind of the same thing. I'm like, is it me or does it seem like Arians is just like such a dick? Like, it just seems like he's constantly blaming Brady. Oh, quarterback's got to play better. It's like, no shit. No mm-hmm. shit. But, but what I want to see, and you see all these other good coaches, especially 
judge and all these other good coaches they say ah like it's on me we got to play we can always get better here everybody can get better i can coach better blah 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 stuff like that now nah, quarterback's got to be better like yeah like it, 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 again it, it's so stupid because it, it it's so it's so dumb and naive to think that tom brady doesn't understand he's got to play better but yeah, no, let I me mean, go it, let it's me, fine tell the media it could be i can find the justification to say that if you know, Tua had a terrible game, right? Mm-hmm. Or Herbert had a terrible game, a young quarterback. Yeah. And the head coach was like, our quarterback needs to play better. I mean, sometimes yeah. that can matter to a young player to say, hey, I really need to step it up. But when you're yeah. doing that to Tom Brady, Brady yeah. who won, what, five Super Bowls, six Super like, Bowls, whatever Five or six, yeah. He's played in nine, and he's a Hall of Famer. Right. He was a Hall of Famer 10 years ago. If he retired 10 years ago, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like this guy knows I, what he needs I to do. I don't see how that is beneficial at all to the organization i think it only it's just i think it's only a step back yeah no it, it really to me it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense and like you were saying before there the, it doesn't seem like bruce arian is willing to kind of put his ego aside and everyone was talking about how how much fun brady was going to have oh Arians is such a good good guy to have with qbs he just he just seems like a douche honestly mm-hmm. again it's just he doesn't seem like brady's really having much fun out there and obviously the fun comes of winning, but he's technically succeeding statistically, but uh, record-wise, they're still kind of losing some games. And they're getting blown out in some games that they really shouldn't have or shouldn't be. And again, we're really going to put that all on on the, the quarterback. I, I think the, the wins and loss stat kind of goes on the quarterback uh, uh, a lot more than it should, to be honest. I want to bring up their schedule. I want to see how they've lost their games because I don't watch every Buccaneer game. That's yeah, that's to fair. expect out of me. Um, I want to. I want to. In the games they've lost, week one they gave up thirty-four points. Week five they gave up twenty. Week nine they gave up thirty-eight, but they only scored three. That was a really ugly game. Mm-hmm. And then they've lost the last two, 27-27 in terms of giving up twenty-seven points. So mm-hmm. you know the defense could be better. Yeah. So let's not act like this is all on the offense. I mean, 24 points in the National Football League, that's – I'd take 24 points in a game. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, you look at a team who's averaging, say, 28-plus, that's probably in, in the top five. Yeah. So I don't know if it's all on the offense, but, of course, Brady's the big name, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna hear it, yeah. which I think and, is and- unfair. It, it, yeah, to, to, to the extent uh, – so to, to hear it from fans and to hear it from the media who always is whatever, that's fine. You guys can do whatever you want to do. But to hear from Bruce Arians I think is a, kind of a, a, a cop-out, scapegoat yeah. kind of answer. Like Bruce Arians, how about you – I want to see you say, hey, I got to be better. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that. I have to be better. Yeah, how about – put, you can say the quarterback players. needs to be better, but you can also say I need to do a better job of getting to my quarterback and getting him to do what I think is best. 100%. So it's never on so, him. Yeah. So they exactly. have a bye week. They have a bye week this week, and then they play Minnesota in Good, week four. So we'll see how we'll see how that works out. Let's talk about the NFC East because mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> it's the oh, most have to. We have to. The best. We, we thought nobody cared about Washington and Dallas on Thanksgiving. Thirty million people watched. I was going to so, say that. Nobody <laughs> watched the episode. Nobody watched last week's episode. Everybody just disregard last week's episode when we said don't watch Thanksgiving. It's bad. Everybody mm-hmm. watched it. Um, Washington won that game against Dallas. Washington's at four and seven. Dallas is at three and eight. 
Um, Washington's tie with the Giants at four and seven. And then we briefly mentioned that the Eagles lost against um, Seattle. So there's a million different ways we can start the NFC East conversation that I don't know which one you want to do. We can talk about the Giants and their win against Cincinnati and Daniel Jones's injury. We could talk about Washington beating Dallas and getting a tie for first. We could talk about the Eagles and how bad Carson Wentz is and how they said Jalen Hurts would get more snaps, but they didn't. Or we can talk about the Cowboys and how they have the easiest schedule, but they might be the worst team in terms of, you know, roster. Well, I don't know where since, you want to go. Yeah, Since you're giving me the option, I think we got to go while we're kind of on the topic of incompetent coaches and quarterback drama we got to go with the eagles and and carson went and I, I i don't know what is going on in philadelphia but all i keep seeing on twitter and everything is thank god there's not fans there and that couldn't be more true because they would be getting booed out of the stadium every single time they step foot in lincoln financial field yeah i mean it's crazy it was funny when carson threw the pick in the end zone oh. the play-by-play announcer sean levy is that his name yeah, or Brian. Brian Levy. So yeah. there's so many Levies. I, there's so many. So he's yeah. like, "There's the interception." He's like, "There it is." Like we all expected it to happen. Um, he's running for his life. So I don't. He got. I don't know how many times he was sacked. He had to be sacked at least five times. And and, and, and not all those were on his line. And even if you say like they were, like they, they've invested a good amount of money in Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey. Uh, on their line and not all of them is on him obviously some of it is on the receivers not getting open I know uh Arcia Whiteside got picked before uh DK Metcalf who they had a, a horrible time trying to uh trying to guard but you just you see though that he does hold the ball a lot so you could say hey you gotta throw it away you're not expecting him to really scramble out but some of the throws he's making you're like that was just awful like especially that pick in the end zone just to wrap it up like if you're Doug Peterson, why are you not pulling the trigger? It's getting me annoyed because, like you said, they were like, oh, we're going we're gonna to play Jalen Hurts more. And then you put him in for one pass play. Jalen Hurts goes, what, one for one? Mm-hmm. And then you take him out. It's like, like what do you – like? don't even waste Jalen Hurts' time. Like, was it, a, like it, was it like an off report? Was it a bad report that they were going to do it that? It must or have did been. they just lie? Or did they just decided last minute not to? Like, I don't understand. I think think Peterson's just trying to appease the fans. Why even say you're going to do that when you have no intention of doing that? Carson Wentz went 25 for 45, 215, two touchdowns and interception. And they got really good field position. Remember the first two drives of the game for the Seahawks, they got stuffed Mm -hmm. on fourth down both times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know Carson Wentz just needs to move at twenty yards down the field to get field goals at least at the worst, mm-hmm. and they couldn't yeah. even do that. So right off the bat, it's a complete nightmare for Philadelphia. And yeah, then I I, I, I I don't know what to say. Like it's it's clear that Carson Wentz is you know at least for this year completely out of it. And his confidence is shot, and his ability. He's not making the right decision. He stared just down one defender. I remember, um, who's the color guy on Monday Night Football? I'm blanking. Lewis Riddick, or is it Greasy? I don't know. Whoever it is, he's like, he was saying that, you know, he only stares down his one read. He doesn't go through his progressions. A lot of that's because mm-hmm. he doesn't have time to do that. Which, yeah, but, which is fair. But it's just, I mean, it, I mean, enough's enough. 
Yeah, again, it's like, what are you waiting for? He's 27th in, in overall uh, in his QBR. He obviously leads the league in interceptions with 15. And I saw on, like, PFF said, like, his turnover-worthy plays or throws, he's got, like, like uh, at least 10 more, which is crazy. And it, it just – he he's not doing well at all. And when you look at his stats, even in a clean pocket, because PFF has those stats somehow – they like his QBR is still not good in the pocket. So it's mm. not like one of those things where it's just on the line. Like he is simply not doing well in the year 2020. Again, you're not giving up on him in 2021 or 2022, whatever, but they can't afford yeah, to because he has so much money tied to him. Agree. And and this is kind of an interesting conversation is like, do you swallow your pride and say, listen, even though we paid you, we're going to go with this other quarterback. Or do you say, all right, well, well, we invested in you financially, we're going to ride with you. And I think that's a very dangerous route to go down if you're Philadelphia. And we've kind of touched mm-hmm. upon it, how clearly Doug Peterson is tying his own legacy in Philly with Carson Wentz. So if Wentz goes, I wouldn't, uh, at least his skill and his starting job, I wouldn't doubt it if Peterson goes shortly after. Yeah, I think that those two are intertwined. I think if one goes, I think... You have to. I don't. I don't think if Peterson goes and they bring in a new guy, you have the second round pick in Jalen Hurts. Why wouldn't there be a competition, right? I feel like mm-hmm. Peterson must have this loyalty to Wentz because they've been there for a long time, but it, it's not working, and it's a shame because this team, remarkably, is still in it, right? That's what I. That's what I mean. Schedule is really tough. So maybe mm-hmm. they're thinking we're not going to win these games anyway. Let's just see if we can get our franchise quarterback to get start playing well and build momentum into next year. But they got the Packers, Saints, Cardinals, Cowboys, Washington to end the year, right? So mm-hmm. NFC East obviously is bad. Any of those teams can win. So is it out of the realm of possibility that the Eagles can sweep the Cowboys and the football team in week 16 and 17? I don't think so. So that gets them to five wins. Mm-hmm. And then you need then they need to steal one of the three against the Packers, Saints, and Cardinals. So what is, what's a more likely scenario of that happening with Carson Wentz under center, who clearly isn't good this year, Mm -hmm. or let's see what the kid can do. I don't see Uh, that there's a, uh, um, I don't see if there's a downside to giving the kid the, the plays and giving them the start and not a gimmicky, you know, Carson Wentz lined up on the outside as a, yeah fake receiver mm. actually hurts running the offense. It, 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 it literally, it, it just makes no sense. And, and if you're a, a fan of the Eagles and I only know a few, but like you cannot be, you can, you cannot be uh, defending Carson Wentz. Like when you watch him play, you, you, there's just nothing there right now. There's just nothing there. If you want to reference his MVP that he won two, three years ago, have fun because that's the lamest excuse for why he should be playing in the year 2020. And again, you drafted Jalen hurts. You've seen what he can do in college. He's a Heisman winner. Why not just see, just, just, just give me, again, he only had, he was three for three in the the game. Give give him even a drive. How about that? Give him, just just give him something. And maybe in practice, Jalen hurts just stinks and we don't know about, but I find Mm -hmm. that very hard to believe because he seems like a, uh, a player who, could be very good in the NFL. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Hall of Famer, but 
right but now. Even if right he stinks now, in practice, they have a quarterback right now that stinks in games. Stinks in the game. I, I, and you, you, you raise a great point. It, it just it doesn't make any sense why he Jalen Hurts is not at least getting like you said. Give him a half. Give him something. Or like, it, it, like you're clearly you don't care about putting Jalen Hurts in and taking him out. So say Jalen Hurts goes in and he does bad. All right, then then you go to Wentz. Like like what's it what's it matter? They yeah. were, were are, are we are you're clearly like don't care about winning or losing games if, if Carson Wentz is going out there and routinely losing you games. Now, is it could possibly be because Carson Wentz is just so sensitive that if you take him out, that'll be really the end of it? I can't imagine that being the case. No, I be, be, it just can't be again because, and, and honestly, if that is the case, then is that is that who you want as your no, quarterback anyway? That's a good point. It, I wouldn't it, want that. It, so you, you, there is a level of there, there's a level of when you're switching quarterbacks and stuff like that, where you say, Hey, like this is your team. You're going to have a long leash, but I mean, Carson Wentz has been the quarterback of the Eagles for how long, but five, five, years. Six, five, six years. So or maybe he's gotten it, hurt it, a lot. So I don't even so, know. So he's actually like, you don't, you don't necessarily owe him anything besides a shit ton of money that you're already guaranteed to pay him. Mm-hmm. So as far as this year, Again, why not? Just, I, I want to know two reasons because I don't even think you can think of one yeah. why Carson Wentz is, is in there. Besides, I mean, one maybe being he knows the playbook better. That's really all I can think of. But the skill is not there right now. Let's move on to the Giants who beat Cincinnati. Um, they it looked like they were about to really break away from Cincinnati in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then Jones uh, tweaks his hamstring a little bit. It looks like he's going to be okay. He might miss the Seattle game, but if you ask me, fine. They were going to lose that game anyway, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. the rest of the division is probably going to lose their games this week too because mm-hmm. they, uh, I believe Washington plays Pittsburgh, right? And Seattle plays New Orleans, and Dallas plays somebody better than them. So yeah. you can make the case that this could be a complete wash for the whole division. Mm. most important is getting Daniel Jones healthy as soon as possible. So you don't want to run him out there too early against Seattle. Then he gets re-injured and then he misses the entire season. And then Mm -hmm. this whole kind of exciting uh, situation where they're in first place right now is for nothing. So it's important to, I would, I would be fine giving him the week off and say, Colt McCoy, go have fun because I don't expect you to do anything anyway. And then Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones comes back next week. Good for the Arizona game, because those are the games that, you can theoretically win. You could win the Arizona yeah. game. You saw how they played against the New England. Mm-hmm. I believe the Giants are better than New England is. So yeah. the Giants could theoretically beat an Arizona team. Arizona's going to be flying to New Jersey. So they got to go cross country, deal with the time change. That's a winnable game for the Giants. The week after that against the Browns, the Browns are eight and three, but we kind of talked about it before. Who have they actually beaten? Mm-hmm. They could beat the Browns, right? Yeah. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is hit and miss every single week. So that's a wonderful yeah. game for the Giants, too. The Ravens, as we talked about to open the show, are really, really down. They have everybody mm-hmm. with COVID. You would assume they're all going to be better by the time the Giants game happens in yeah. Week 17. But even at full strength, they, have, they haven't been that great this year, and mm-hmm. especially Lamar Jackson. So the Giants, in what was supposed to be, a, you're not going to win this game at all. You might get blown out of the building. That's all yeah. of a sudden an interesting game. And then obviously you have Dallas in week 17 that could, you know, decide the whole division. So it's all right there for the Giants mm-hmm. if Daniel Jones is healthy and if the Giants are smart about when they decide to put him back. Yeah, I mean, like realistically, in their next five games, you win 
I mean, you have to obviously beat the Cowboys, but you, you realistically could win one out of the other four and be the division champions. Yeah. It kind of, kind of simple, simple as that. And to really look at it that way is pretty eye-opening. And I think it, it does suck for, for Danny Does that is a hamstring injury because those kind of linger and they really kind of limit you. I mean, you saw when he tried to push off that leg just to throw, he kind of like gimped a little bit. So the whole uh, uh, the Daniel Jones era of play actions, I mean, uh, read options and stuff like that might be coming to a halt in 2020. But again, same thing we talk about every other mobile quarterback. At the end of the day, you have to be able to throw the ball from the pocket. So this is going to be uh, an awesome test for Daniel Jones and then for the Giants to see, all right, what do we have with Daniel Jones now as he's only a passer? Like he, his mobility is definitely going to be hindered a little bit, but it's still fine because we have to trust that his arm is going to be able to win his games. And I think that that Seahawks game, you yeah, know, it's not necessarily a wash, but obviously even with Daniel Jones and you're giving the edge to the Seahawks, but everyone else besides that, I mean, it's definitely uh, a lot of winnable games. And what's awesome for the Giants and even just Giants fans is that the reason you could say they're winnable games is because their defense is playing so good. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about letting up 30 points. You mm -hmm. basically have to tell your offense, hey, you score 24 points, you're probably going to win the ball game because we're going to hold them to under that, or at least 21, something like that. Yeah, I, their defense was flying around against Cincinnati. I know Burrow's not there, and they were playing their backup quarterback that, you know, I forgot his name to this already. Like, that's, that's kind of yeah. nobody that, he had, that they had out there. But, you know, in every single game, the Giants' defense has showed up. They show a lot of effort. Um, they have some really, you know, good signings. The Blake Martinez signing was great. The Bradbury acquisition was great. Logan Ryan mm. is flying up and down the field. They got McKinney back last week. So things are starting to look good for the Giants defensively. We'll see what happens mm -hmm. when they play a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson out in Seattle. Yeah. So we'll see what happens mm -hmm. there. That's a huge test for them, um, not only for this year and their playoff push, but like moving forward through this mm -hmm. very young defense. But what I'd be more concerned with with the Giants in terms of moving forward is even when Daniel Jones comes back, as you said, his legs in terms of his mobility and like the read option, that's going to be compromised. And mm -hmm. what has made the Giants so successful, remarkably, without Saquon Barkley, is that they're rushing 100 yards a game. I think seven yeah. of the last games they've ran 100 yards on the ground. And a mm -hmm. lot of that is due to Wayne Gallman who's mm -hmm. been tremendous now without the threat of Daniel Jones running himself. Now do defenses not really game plan for that anymore. And they really focus on Gallman and say, Hey, mm -hmm. Daniel Jones beat us through the air because you know, he has a tendency, Daniel Jones to throw the ball to the other team sometimes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder when Daniel Jones comes back, how much of his, I guess, ability to run around the pocket read option, extend plays with his legs, how much of that is compromised and how that affects the offense as a whole, especially the rushing attack. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. That's next level thinking on your part. So tip of the cap to you there, but it literally, it's a numbers game. And like you said, if you don't have to worry about Daniel Jones, that's one extra guy who can hone in on, on the running back. And I, also too, I think Wayne Goldman's been, been a stud, been an absolute stud. Like you, they, they had no belief in him. Mm -hmm. Early year, they brought in Devonte Freeman. Now you forget that Freeman's even, you know, exi exists, right? Yeah. He's been he's been really, really good. And we talk yeah. about a lot, like was Barkley worth the second overall pick? It's hard to imagine Barkley doing that much better than what Gallman's done the last seven, eight games. Yeah, because Gallman and and the kind of the committee that they've been using 
has been putting up 100 plus yards like are you really going to say what saquon's going to put up 200 yards yeah like, i mean he has that ability it, he can do that he's not going to do every single game but the, but that's the point it's like is he financially three times uh is he worth three times the amount that a wing goldman is and that's where obviously it gets interesting i wanted to talk a, a quick stat because obviously past three games the giants have no doubt won uh but even more so daniel jones hasn't turned the ball over mm-hmm. however with that he's only he's had... thrown a lot of balls that could have been turned over though that that, that 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 could be i haven't watched too too many because the giants and the dolphin games have kind of been conflicting a little bit but in those the last three games so they beat washington they beat the eagles and they beat the Bengals. he's only had one touchdown mm-hmm. i don't know if that's like concerning at all because they're still putting up points yeah, but he is in those three games. He's got one touchdown, and then he's got no turnovers. So, mm-hmm. just kind of your thoughts just on that, and that's just kind of stat looking right now. Well, the Bengals game, he only really played half the game. His throws mm-hmm. were fine. He had one big play to Ingram mm-hmm. um, that got them down to the one yard line, and then they punched it in. I'm trying to think of the other games. The Eagles game was they're they're winning all these games really ugly. So the Washington, I mean, it's Washington 27-17. Um, I'm trying to remember when that touchdown pass was. I don't. I don't know when that touchdown pass was. I think it was Washington, maybe. I don't remember him throwing one against. Yeah, him. yeah. The Washington, the Washington one was was the last time he had a touchdown. I mean, that's just, I guess, the way it's going to be this year. I think the Giants found a way to have Daniel Jones be a more of a game manager kind of quarterback instead of a guy that's going to sling it around like a breeze or a Mahomes because he's not that mm. kind of quarterback in his development yet. So I think yeah. they're being extra cautious. I think they've closed the playbook a little bit and be a little mm-hmm. bit more, I guess, conservative in terms of the risks that Daniel Jones is allowed to take. Hasn't been a lot of deep balls downfield. There's been a few. He had one to Ingram yet on Sunday that he completed. It was kind of a lob pass and Ingram took it 30 more yards yards after catch. And then he had one to Slayton. That was a bomb 50 yards down the field, down the sideline that, that Slayton could have caught. It was a little overthrown, but it was catchable. Yeah. Um, but he's not taking those risks. A lot of slants, a lot of outs, mm-hmm. a lot of benches. So I think that's good because you have to make an adjustment as a play caller. And I think Jason Garrett's yeah. done a good job this year, making an adjustment with Daniel Jones saying, Hey, it's not worth these deep throws down the field that could get picked off when we have mm-hmm. the ability just to do these eight to 10 yard outs and then yeah. have our receivers, you know, get it from there. There's been a lot of times that Jones has thrown short of the sticks on third down and his receivers have made a play. Um, mm-hmm. Shepard made a couple of plays. Ingram's made plays. He also fumbles the ball, which is a problem, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta protect Daniel Jones's weaknesses. And right now, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones's weakness is throwing the ball away and throwing the ball yeah. and throwing interceptions. So it doesn't bother me right now that Daniel Jones only has one touchdown pass because they've won three straight. And, and that's, I was, that's kind of what I was going to get into is if you were to say after the, uh, the Buccaneers game where Daniel Jones had two touchdowns and then uh, two interceptions, if you were to say, Hey, over the next three games or two and a half games, Daniel Jones is going to have one touchdown, but he's not going to turn the ball over. Many fans would be like, nah, like I, I need better than that. But like you said, at the end of the day, you're 3-0. So, again, we keep talking about how that, that turnover margin is just so huge. Like You just you cannot afford to give away drives. I mean, mm-hmm. I know coaches say this a lot. I'm hearing a lot that as a quarterback, you have to make sure that every drive ends in a kick. So you either want to score a touchdown and then you kick the extra point, 
get to field goal range, you kick there or you punt it. And then when you really kind of think about it in that aspect, it, it really changes the game because who knows if there's a muff punt, especially with the Giants, their defense is really good that they're not letting up a lot of points. All you have to do is make sure you basically just don't turn it over and especially don't turn it over in your area of the field. And then that's what we're seeing as of now. And it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, statistically right now, Dana Jones has eight touchdowns throwing and then nine picks, but they won three straight. So you can't yeah. be mad at that at all. Let's do a little fun activity. I can share my go. screen right here. This is what we've been waiting for. So this is the playoff machine on ESPN. Very fun. So let's try to get the Giants and Dolphins in the playoffs, shall we? Mm -hmm. let's I do think it. this is what we've been wanting to do for a long time now. <laughs> so week 12 is out, so let's move to week 13. Great. So let's, let's give the Dolphins the win against Cincinnati. Let's say the Giants lose, which we expect to Seattle. Let's play Washington, Pittsburgh. We can give that to Pittsburgh. If you disagree with me, speak up, please. I will. Um, let's see. Where's the Bills? I can't find them here. Do they have it? Are they? Oh, right, here they are. Uh, okay. What do we think happens in this game? So, I mean, for for this practice, we're going to give it to the Bills. But again, this is a game where I could see flipping it, and I had. Uh, I really thought the Chargers were going to beat the Bills, and they kind of gave them a run for their money. Herbert had, had a pretty bad uh, fourth-quarter pick. But a team like the Niners with, with a, a more reinforced defense I think is going to be pretty interesting. And, it's gonna be a nice and the Niners are home, test. so the Bills have to go across the country for the Niners. And we could always go back and switch it if you want. But Your, your call for this one. Let's give it to Buffalo because let's try mm -hmm. to get Miami at least that wild card. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So... Let's see. Let's do Colts over. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Broncos and Chiefs. That's a good game, right? What do there. you like this game here? This game interests I, me. I like this, the Titans. For those I, I listening on audio only, it's the Cleveland and Titans. I think. I think the Titans. It's just that 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 offense is just it's too hard to stop. And mm -hmm. I think unless you're the Steelers, like you're not stopping Derrick Henry. You're just, you're absolutely just not. I don't think this game matters in the playoffs. No, so. Chicago, well, just, Chicago Detroit. Chicago. Um, Jacksonville's the terrible. There. Um, we'll give it to the Saints here. Saints. Um, this game's interesting. Dallas and Baltimore. Baltimore, this game is going to be on Monday, I believe. Mm -hmm. From tomorrow to Monday. Baltimore might not have everybody back, and they still mm -hmm. might be like, the timing might be off. I don't know how much practice they're going to get this week in preparation for this game, Dallas mm -hmm. is going to have a week and a half off. So able to get, you know, a game plan for Baltimore it really sucks for Baltimore. That they had to deal with this, but you know, it's their yeah. broke protocol. So yeah. what do you think here with the Dallas and Baltimore game? Uh, I'm still going to give the edge uh, to Baltimore. I think they're just, uh, they're a little bit better. Cause again, even, even if it's a battle between Andy Dalton and RG three or Trace McSworley, whoever, I still think the Ravens defense is, is still too good for the Cowboys right now. And then the last game of week 13 is the Rams. Is that the Rams or the Chargers? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, the, Rams, Rams. It's the Rams. And the Cardinals. What do you think there? That's going to be a good one. I would give the edge, I think, to the Rams. Again, they're just they're, – they're riding. Even though they, they just lost to uh, the Niners, I, still, I, I have a lot of faith in that defense to possibly uh, kind of contain uh, Murray a little bit. All right, so let's see. After, week, after our hypothetical week 13, here was what we got 
and the playoffs. The Saints and Pittsburgh would be the one seeds in the NFC and AFC. Um, the two seven would be in the AFC, Kansas City, Indy, and then Seattle, Minnesota in the NFC. The three six would be Green Bay, Tampa. That'd be a good game. That's a rematch mm-hmm. of a game earlier this year. And then Tennessee, Cleveland. And then the four five would be our teams. There'd be the Giants and the and the Rams who played earlier this season in Los mm. Angeles. And then look at this right here. Right off the bat, Wildcard Weekend, you get that divisional <laughs> round game or divisional, not divisional round, the division the game, AFC yeah, game. The, yeah. Buffalo and Miami. That and is Buffalo some too. that is some slate of games. Yeah. That'd and really and the, the the most interesting one there is Minnesota creeping in. Yeah. I don't think anyone really expects that right now because they had a disappointing they, loss against Dallas a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they, they were I mean, they were on the, the the tank for Trevor kind of uh, flow yeah, we for the first five weeks. I I'm blanking on what they did this week. I'm gonna break. They won. They won. They, they won. beat the Panthers and that guy. Uh, he muffed the punt. Then they let up the field goal and then they stormed down That's and right. scored a touchdown. The That's same right. guy. So good for him. They really luck into the playoffs here. If the season ends, a little ends bit. Ends. You need some. You need a little bit. All right, let's move to week 14. This is fun. I'm having a good time. Patriots and the Rams. Rams. Going Rams. Here's your game Chiefs, right here. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Sorry. Chiefs. Dallas Bengals. No Burrow. Is this the game we give Dallas? Do you think do you yeah. think Dallas is going to lose out or should we give it to Dallas here? You gotta get, I think you give Dallas that one. Okay. We're going to go Tennessee against Jacksonville. Here's the Giants-Cardinals matchup that I talked about before. If Jones your, comes your back call here. here. Mm-hmm. If Jones comes back here. I think the Giants can win this game because we've seen how inconsistent the Cardinals have been. They've had great mm-hmm. wins against a team like the Bills, but they've had really bad losses against a team like the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So let's right now give Arizona the win and see mm-hmm. right now it bumps Washington. It bumps the Giants out and bumps Washington in, but we'll see what yeah. happens when we get to Washington. Houston, Chicago. I don't think this game has any say. Yeah, it's, it's in the playoffs, so let's just, uh, yeah, Chicago. Um, Denver, Carolina. I don't think that has any say. Ten, uh, Vikings, who are still in the playoffs. No, they we lost them. Yeah, so, uh, so them? Oh, right now Chicago's in the playoffs. This is so much fun. <laughs> I'm so much fun with this right now. So right now Chicago's in the playoffs because they beat the Texans. But if they lose to the Texans, then it goes to Arizona as the seventh seed. There's so many things, Matt. So many things. Yeah, this is this is what you love. This is what we want out of a podcast. Okay, so what do you think here? Tennessee. I mean Minnesota against Tampa Bay. Do we think I would go? I would go Tampa Bay. We go Tampa Bay here. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is a good matchup too. In huge games. This huge is a game, game here. Yeah. Um. In I'm not Oakland. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Who do you want here? I mean, I think looking at looking at uh, the way this plays out, I think. I mean, who who I would I think I personally would want Indy to lose. Okay. However, I think Indy would, would will take that game. I mean, right, we'll they're, again, their their defense is good, and Derek Carr clearly you saw did not look good against the Falcons. So you're like, shit, what is he going to do against a good defense in Indy? Okay, so Indy gets the win here against Oakland in Week 14, and as we can see in the playoffs scenario, neither of our teams are in right now. Uh, Dolphins still the seventh seed. Are they? Oh, there they are. They moved. Yeah, right. my fault. But we'll okay. see how the rest plays. Dallas going to beat the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers, Falcons. I don't think this game has any set. Yeah. So let's give You're it to the home team. Let's give it to the Chargers. Saints, Eagles. So we got the Saints, Saints. here. Green Bay, Detroit. I think Green Bay is going to win that game. Mm. San Francisco, Washington. I'm going San Washington going to San Francisco. 
Do we want to give that to San Francisco? Yeah. Or do we, uh, do we want to give it to Washington? I'm giving to San Fran. This is all for fun. So we're not going to get shot. Here. The Giants are back. The Giants are back. There we go. So, okay. So this is the big game we talked about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Bills, Steelers. What do you want? I mean, I I just, I feel like the Steelers are still going to edge them out. Now, this, this is big because if the Bulls pull off an upset here, then yeah. you're done with the division. Like the division would be done. Yeah. I'm yeah, pretty sure you, you, I mean, so you would need like keep uh, your division hopes alive, alive. By, picking, by picking um Pittsburgh here. Now this game is interesting as well. Ravens at Cleveland. I feel like Cleveland's just healthier at this point. I mean, that is, that is a good point. I mean, it, it luckily it's in Cleveland. So it, yeah, I mean, it, it, if it's, I mean, like if Cleveland were to win this, like, would I be surprised? Like, I don't, I don't think so. Again, it's nice. we keep, propping ourselves up on Lamar, 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 but it's like he hasn't done too, too much this year. Let's that do a full a send. Full send. We're doing Cleveland. Going Cleveland? Okay, so here's what we have after week 14. So the Dolphins moved down to the seven seed against Kansas City, so that's fun for you. That'd be great <laughs> for you. Indeed, we play Tennessee. Cleveland against Buffalo in the four or five, and then Pittsburgh's still the one seed. The one seed in the NFC would be the Saints, and then two seven would be Green Bay Chicago who played Sunday night, and that was a blowout, a complete mess. Seattle would play Tampa, and then the Giants still play Los Angeles. So is everything looking good so far? It, yeah, it's interesting how a, a, a Taysom Hill-led Saints will be will get the first round by. That, that's amazing, weird like, It's amazing how one click right here, say that the Giants win, or the Giants – oh, that doesn't change. But, like, let's see. This would change everything. The, the if Miami click upset, uh, click uh, Bills over Steelers. Yeah. So if the Miami upset Kansas City, and it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, Matt. They no. would move from seven to five. Let's give that back to Kansas City. Let's say Buffalo upsets Pittsburgh. Does that move anything? Yes. It gives Kansas City the one seed. Yeah. That would be that would be dope. Let's see what else can we play with here. Let's see if the Eagles see now if the Eagles beat the Saints and everything else holds up. Changes now the, the Eagles are back too. in first place, mm-hmm. and it changes the one seed. So let's give that back to the Saints. Let's move to Week 15. All right, this is gonna be a long podcast, but it's okay because we're having fun. Nothing wrong with um, that. Let's give the the Raiders over Raiders. the Chargers. Let's give the Bills over Denver. Let's give Green Bay over Panthers. Let's give you know Rams over Jets. Dolphins Patriots. I mean. Dolphins uh, always it, play the Patriots tough, and the Patriots aren't yeah. the same. And yeah, we're, we're in Miami, so give, give it to the Dolphins. Let's they, give it they've to been the good in Miami. Let's give it. Well, Finn's up in week 15. <laughs> Jacksonville, Baltimore. We'll go Baltimore because Jacksonville is going to be in the Trevor Hunt. If the Jets ever win a game, I don't suspect they will. Let's give Indy over Houston, Tennessee over Detroit. This is another game that I've yeah. circled. With the Giants and the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. So, what did we gave the Giants? No, we gave the Giants a loss against Arizona in Week 14. So let's give them the win against Cleveland, because you would have to win one of those two games. Yeah. Um, Seattle's going to beat Washington, I would assume. Yeah, this is Minnesota, a big game. Let's do Minnesota beating Chicago. That would knock Chicago out and put Arizona in the seven seed. So yeah, it sucks for Minnesota that you win. That you're not even be- in yet. Yeah. Um, Tampa, let's say they beat Atlanta. Now, this is another one of those toss-ups, just like last week when the Cardinals played the Giants. Now, if the Eagles win, then Minnesota's back in the seventh seed. If the Cardinals win, 
that gives the Cardinals the seven seed. So what do you think? I would here? go. I would go Cardinals again. I, I have no faith in the Eagles' offense. Just okay. none. Now we got the two seed right now in the AFC against the one seed in the NFC with this Chiefs and Saints game. I hope that's a primetime game. That's awesome. I would assume it is. I would hope so. I would hope so too. Let's see what happens either way. If the Saints win, nothing changes. If the wait, if the Chiefs win, nothing changes. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless the Chiefs win and we give a the Bengals somehow beating <laughs> Pittsburgh, which is not gonna happen. So this yeah, game, although happen. it's sexy, doesn't really mean much. Doesn't yeah, change. That's anything. fair. Let's give it to Mahomes. Because until yeah, Mahomes doesn't win, I'm gonna say he does. And then mm. San Francisco, Dallas. I'm going San Fran. San Fran. Now let's see if anything changes if Dallas wins. Nice that would give Dallas so, the four seed. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. We're getting close. We're getting close. Just for fun, let's ki- let's ki- let's keep the Dallas win here. Just for fun. All right. Just for fun. We don't need to be married to any of these. Okay. Now we're at week sixteen. How much time we have? Oh, we're good. Um, we give the Saints over the Vikings. We'll do Tampa over Detroit. This is very San Francisco. Good game. This, this is a good one too. This is a toss up. Um, let's give. Where do we? Where do we see the NFC West right now? It would be the Rams. You got Rams Seahawks and too. Seattle. So what a what a week of games this will be. Week and sixteen we have, for them. So let's say let's give it to San Francisco just for chaos. See mm-hmm. how that ends up. Dolphins Raiders. What do you got here? I'm going Dolphins. Going Cause, Dolphins cause, over the Raiders. Yeah, because week seventeen for the Dolphins, I got them as a loss. Unfortunately, now right now that would that would flip flop the six and seven. Six and seven that would give Miami the six to the three Tennessee. So that's a Dolphins versus Tannehill thing for you that you're gonna. Uh, have that to, would be that would be amazing. That would be, that would be an inter- internal struggle. Poetic, the, absolute the, poetic. The Ferrara family is gonna have some trouble with that one. <laughs> got that right. <laughs> Browns will beat the Jets. Giants Ravens. This is fun. So if the Ravens Inter- win. Or the Giants win, that determines whether or not the Giants mm. end week sixteen with first place. What do you what do you think here? I think the Giants can win this game, but I also think the Giants can lose this game. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning a little bit towards towards the Ravens. Okay. Just a li- very fair. slightly. Indy, Pittsburgh. Are we gonna really give Pittsburgh a perfect season? Do you it, think this see, is really that, gonna happen? That, I this is where it gets tricky. These kind of last yeah. couple of weeks. This is I, I could see Indy. Ah, it's just in Pittsburgh, oh, though. That that's Pittsburgh what... wins right now. Look, here's here's the AFC playoff picture. I'm circling. Mm-hmm. And then look how it changes if Indy wins this game. Everything changes basically. Yeah, just so yeah. All three spots there. And then yeah, everything would change. I'm sorry, not this. This, Ev- almost everything changes. Yeah, four spots. So where do you want to go? You want to go? You want to give Pittsburgh their let's first go, loss? Let's here? go. Yeah, let's go, Indy. Why not? Big upset on the road for Indy. Good for them. Bengals, Texans. That doesn't matter. Um, let's say the Bears win this. That puts the Bears That's, at the seventh seed. It, the Bears, they're creeping back. The Bears but surely. They're not done. They had a rough go. I think they've lost. Yeah. five. they started five and one. They lost five yeah. and six since. Mm. Um, let's say Washington beats Carolina. That doesn't move anything. Um, I don't think it matters. I don't think this matters. So we'll just give it to, I guess, the home team. This matters. This definitely yeah. matters. This is is that the big one? Um, L.A. Seattle. Here. Let's go Seattle and see how. It, let's see if it change, how it changes. 
Yeah, it changes a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Green Bay would get the second seed. Los Angeles would be three. Seattle would be five. If Seattle wins. They move up to two. Tampa would be six. Los Angeles would be the five. And then Green Bay would go down to three. Let's give it to Seattle. They're home. Why not? Here's the Eagle-Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. This can be big. Cowboys win. They extend their lead in the division. If the Eagles win, then I believe the Giants get in. There it yeah. is. Do we trust Carson Wentz more than Andy Dalton or whoever the quarterback is for the uh, Eagles? It's interesting. It's like if Jalen Hurts was in there, do you say he wins in in uh, in Dallas? Based on what we've seen from Philadelphia so far, there's I don't see them winning another game that should be honest with you. Do we have them winning yeah. a game in Week 15? I don't think we do. I don't think we did either. No, they lose here. They lose here. So then you go so, in Dallas? Let's go Dallas. So that keeps Dallas in the four seed after week 16. And then Green Bay will be Tennessee, I would believe. And then yeah. Bills would be New, New England. Mm-hmm. So here we go. At the end of week 16, it's Kansas City, New Orleans as the one seeds. The two sevens would be in the AFC, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. And Seattle and Chicago in the NFC. The three six would be Tennessee, Miami in the AFC, Green Bay, Tampa in the NFC. And the four five would be Buffalo, Indianapolis, and Dallas, Los Angeles. And that brings us to the final week, week 17. Dun, 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 dun. This, what's, this is what makes the NFL just amazing. This is just because yeah. everything matters. So the. I don't, I don't think the Dolphins are winning this one. See, if the Dolphins win, though, they still don't win a division. Yeah, that's what that's what, what what stinks for them. But if they lose, they go to the seven seed. So here they clinched already. So that's good for you. Yeah. So with that, with nothing, with it not mattering for Buffalo, they're other than being either three or four. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't matter for Miami either in terms of making the playoffs or not. So I guess this is just whoever you think. Do you think yeah, Buffalo go Buffalo sweet Miami? Yeah, just because I mean the win. Nah, because they're in Buffalo too. We don't. We never play well in Buffalo. Okay, so I wonder if they get. We'll see at the end of all this if they get if they end up getting bounced. Yeah, maybe that maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just missing that. Um, New England will give the Jets a losing uh, winless season, so that's fun. Let's say the Ravens beat the Bengals. Let's do. Let's give the Steelers the fifteen and one season. Ooh, that's interesting because now you just saw Baltimore Everything snuck moves. in over over the Browns. Yes, they did. You're right. Tennessee beat the Texans. Nightmare season for the Texans, but we don't have time for that. Um, Indy will beat Jacksonville. Does that change anything? No. Let's see. Tennessee yeah. over the Chargers. That gives Kansas City the one seed. One seed. And Pittsburgh the two, who play the Ravens again in the wildcard game. That'd be sweet. So this is basically the division here. Dallas or the Giants, right? I mean, so yeah. I mean, you're win, going. Boom. They get it. If the Dallas wins, boom. So that there it is. Simple as that. That's all that matters. I like that. And, and if they tie, if they tie, it's Dallas. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. Well, the Giants should have beat the Dallas um, in October. Yeah. No, so serves them for right. My, Got to earn for, my, for my mental health, we'll give the Giants the win. Mm-hmm. Um, Eagles, if they win, does that change anything? No. If the Redskins, they win, that changes anything? No. So, no. So, that's good then. So, you that's kind of control your own fate in a sense. Yeah. Green Bay will beat Chicago. That, will that changes not- a ton. That changes a lot. Wait, where was it before? Can I can I go back to where nothing was chosen? 
I don't know. If Green Bay wins, the set the two seven would be New Orleans, Arizona. If Chicago wins, the two seven would be Chicago, Seattle. And that also changes the one seed and the three seed. Lot. Yeah. Green Bay would be the three seed if Chicago wins. Seattle is Seattle out of the playoffs altogether? No, they're the two. No, so they moved to the two seed. I think Green Bay is a better team, so I think they'll win the game. Yeah. Minnesota beating uh, Detroit. Let's see if that puts Minnesota in the playoffs. It does not. Does it? Wow. Interesting. Seattle will beat Carolina. Let's do Tampa over Atlanta. That flip-flops. The... We'll flip-flop there. That's Tom Brady coming back. Tom Brady back. would play at MetLife Stadium against the Giants. That'll be fun. Los Angeles would play Seattle. Let's give Oakland the win. Doesn't change anything. Let's give Arizona. That doesn't change anything. But if they lose, does it change anything? Yes, it does. Yeah. Look at that. That knocks them out of the playoffs altogether. And that puts Minnesota in at eight and eight. I don't think they'll lose to the Chargers, though. It's a must-win game. Well, they could. Or to the Rams. And then if the Rams win, that would flip-flop Tampa to Seattle, and then the Rams mm-hmm. would play the Giants. What do you think happens here? Um, let's go. Let's go Cardinals. All right. And then the final game, Seattle over San Fran. That moves Seattle to the two seed. Knocks Green Bay down to the three seed. But if San Francisco wins, Green Bay would be the one seed. New Orleans kind of just a little, little flip-flop there. So it doesn't – third seed. Which, which makes me think that Seattle probably sit the starters. So I honestly would give yeah. Niners the win there. Niners the win here. So this is what we got. This is what we came up with, Matt. So Kansas way... City would be the one seed. Mm-hmm. Green Bay would be the one seed in the NFC. The two seven would be Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Arizona, New Orleans. The three six would be Tennessee, Miami. That'd be fun in your house. Um, and then Los Angeles, Seattle. And then Indy, Buffalo, four or five. And then Giants, Tampa, four or five. Click on uh, the Browns for a second. I'm curious if that win that win might that might I'll put you to the seven against holding on by a prayer. <laughs> but it it is interesting though, just to at least kind of from my perspective, is that you have to the Dolphins have to beat the Patriots, they have to beat the Raiders, and they have to beat the Bengals. Beating the Bengals should be a shoe in. The other two are 50-50 games, and you're basically afforded two losses. To the to Buffalo and to and to the Chiefs, which you're kind of uh, the Chiefs, you're assuming. But I mean, going into this last stretch of what five games, you're kind of, I mean, not to say it's in your hands, but it's close to it. Yeah, let's say Miami loses to the Raiders. Let's see what has this. That this should get interesting. That gives the Raiders the playoff. Berth. So that so so week sixteen December. What is that? Twenty sixth. Yeah. In Vegas, eight fifteen on a Merry Saturday. Merry Christmas to you. That could determine who gets in. Where are the Dolphins here? Okay. And this already happened. There, that's not happening. Oh yeah, no shot. Um, so yeah, look at that. So this is a big game here. This is the this is the doozy. The week 16 yeah, so against the Raiders. It, it seems like with the way it's lurking that we're kind of capped out at the sixth seed, which is fine. Who gives a yep. shit? But it is interesting when you look at they added in the seventh seed that just so much changes. And it might be an obvious statement, but it's well, let's try crazy. to get them to let's try to get them to a division because why not? So week 17, let's give them the win here. Um 
I guess, what if the Patriots win here? There you go, four seed. So it's just those two games. You got to beat yeah. Buffalo, and Buffalo needs well, to. Let's say Buffalo wins against the Patriots. Let's go back to Week 15. Where's Buffalo here? Broncos top left. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. But you don't know. No, I mean, we didn't think Miami would lose to the Broncos, and they did. Where's 14? Touche. Where's the, where are the Bills here? Steelers. So we already have them as a loss. They. Oh yeah, we already have them. So it yeah it is that 16. It's going to come down to Week 16 and 17 for us. And I mean, oh. and honestly, Buffalo in in Foxborough could happen. You don't know could, that that loss could happen. Oh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> eleven and five Miami Dolphins after going five and eleven and winning the division. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. I wonder if we can get New England to the playoffs. I'm sure we can. Yeah. So, week fifteen. Where do we have fifteen? Where is he? They got by or something. Where are the Patriots? I must have a buy. Oh no, Patriots Dolphins right at the middle. Oh, okay, let's do that. And still puts the Dolphins in the six seed, then fourteen, week fourteen, top, top left against the Rams, which obviously yeah, Patriots could win. That still doesn't get the Patriots to the playoffs. Patriots then, Chargers give Patriots. It still doesn't get them. Are they? Hey, oh no, they're no, they Patriots they win the division. division. Oh, you have three God. teams from the AFC mm-hmm. East. Wow. So that would mean they win. They they'd have to win out for this, though. Um, we have them winning out. Yeah, yeah. There's there. Um, Patriots, Dolphins. Right there. Patriots, Bills, and right the Patriots, yeah. Jets. They would have to win out for that division right here. Seems seems like as a Dolphin fan, we're gonna be rooting for the Patriots a little bit. A lot. Okay. It seems like. The Bills beat the Patriots in 16. That takes the Patriots out. The Patriots looks like they have to win out. Yeah, I, th- I think it could be as simple as that. I'm trying to... F- let's do... Oh, wait. Let's give the Bills... Yeah, I don't think they... They have no margin for error. That sounds about right. This was fun. Nope. Tried to get them in. Couldn't do it. This was fun. I like this a lot. (laughs) I think we're going to do this for the next one, two, three, four, five weeks. Works with me. See how it works. So that's... That's pretty much it. We figured it out eventually. Touch upon everything. We're getting our teams to the playoffs. It's going to happen. If it kills us, we will do it. We're going to do it. So thanks for watching us try to navigate that... That uh, <laughs> virtual reality thing to get our pl- teams in the playoffs. I think it could happen. I think so too. I think so. I think that if things break the white right, why can't the Giants and Dolphins be both be playing? And you know the Giants and Dolphins to... because they're like, I don't know. I wonder if they'll give us those Sunday games because those Saturday wild card games are terrible. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I mean, maybe we'll Giants because of the division. I don't. Know. And we'll if they play, first. if they play Brady, that's a ratings grab. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But until then. We're, we're going to spend a lot of time on that website moving forward. Yeah, from this that's point for on, sure. Especially on the show. So mm-hmm. before we wrap things up, is there anything that you want to talk about? No, I just got to. Well, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think um, I think we have to eat some crow on the Thanksgiving rant we went on. Because yes, that is true. Care. And, and I guess we, people, we... people didn't care that the Lions and Texans was bad, but other than that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, the last thing I would say is, yeah, I think the Cowboys can get a free pass for Thanksgiving. 
but the Lions, I think, I think should go. I mean, you put that, you put that Chiefs Buccaneers game on. I think it, it could have surpassed the Super Bowl even. Yeah. So, who knows? It's all it, it's a it's a mess, and it's going to continue we'll to be a mess. It's December, <laughs> and we're going to cover it every single week. But we will be back this time next week to discuss Week 14. That's where we are, right? 14, 13, mm-hmm. wherever yeah. we are. 14, and the playoff pushes on. So, for Matt Farrar, my name is Glenn Negers. Thanks for listening to Ice the Kicker. We'll be back next week.